Hey everyone, and welcome back to Behind the Space Bar. Behind the Space Bar is a podcast for musicians, music directors, playback techs, really anyone using Ableton Live on stage. If that's you, then I'm glad you're here. If this is your first time, then welcome. And if you're a returning listener viewer, then welcome back. I'm super excited about today's episode because today we're going to talk about uh, something that we all love, but I'm going to take a little bit of a different twist, if you will. Uh, today we're talking about gear. And here's my thesis. If this is a mini proposal, a mini paper that I'm writing and trying to convince you of, my thesis is this. The way that we buy gear currently is is all wrong. The approach we take when we're trying to uh, purchase gear, I think is completely the wrong approach. And I hope to try to convince you of that in today's episode. Now, before we dive into today's content, I want to say one, thanks so much for watching and listening. It's cool to see the numbers every week. Um, I think we're, by the time this episode goes live, we should break 100 downloads every week. Um, and we've been getting close to that every single week. And, and this is great. When I had the previous version of the podcast, uh, back when it was uh, just called From Studio to Stage, we hit that 100 download number, and that was super exciting. And so uh, by this week, we should have broken that number uh, as weekly downloads go. So thank you so much for that. Uh, and and that's just on Apple Podcasts. So I'm not even counting Spotify, not even counting YouTube. Uh, in fact, as I'm recording this, I believe last week's episode, um, or this would be three weeks' episode, uh, three weeks ago's episode broke 300 on uh, on YouTube within like two days, which is awesome. So thank you guys so much for listening and for your support. Uh, quick request up front. Then we'll dive into today's content. Um, if you like the podcast, if you've enjoyed it, do me a favor, share it with just one person, one fellow music director, playback tech musician that you think would enjoy this. Just text it to them, email it to them, share on social. That would mean the world. If you've enjoyed this podcast, if it's had any benefit to you, just please share that. Um, and if you like it and you haven't subscribed yet over on YouTube, I'll put the link in the description of this. In fact, I'm going to make a note to make sure uh, I put a link uh, to the subscribe uh, link over on YouTube. Um, subscribe on YouTube and then do me a favor, hit the bell icon so you're notified uh, when uh, I post a new video, when I go live on the channel. Uh, at the time of recording this, we're like 10 people shy of 13,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is awesome. I know Mr. Beast just celebrated, what, 100 million or whatever, but I'll take 13,000. I'm excited uh, about that. And then finally, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or something uh, that allows you to rate and review, please do that. It really, really helps the podcast. Okay. Let's talk about gear. Uh, as I'm recording this, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because I'm looking at all the gear that's in front of me. Um, I, not necessarily a hypocr hypocrite because uh, when I look at all the gear on this table, if you're watching on the video, I'm not showing it, but I'm looking at the gear. Um, I see a couple cameras, a Mac mini, a couple of video switchers, a stream deck, uh, a universal audio area, arrow interface that I'm using for preamps. Um, I'm looking at all this gear. This is following one of the, the rules that I'm going to suggest here in a moment. But I think we live in a world where we're surrounded by a lot of gear, particularly if you're listening to this episode. Again, you're someone that uses Ableton Live on stage, maybe even use Ableton Live in the studio. Uh, gear is a part of what we do. It's essential to what we do. Whether you're just a guitar player, um, to a playback tech, even if you're just a vocalist. I mean, gear is essential to what we do. We used to live in a world where a vocalist just shows up. Now we live in a world where a vocalist may have their own microphone. They've got to decide about in-ears. Uh, maybe they want auto-tune live, so they're deciding, do they want Antares auto-tune real-time? Do they want Waves-tune live? You know, what's what's the scenario that, that they're looking at? So gear matters. But here's my premise. Again, I laid it out earlier. Here's my thesis, if you will. I think the way we buy gear 
uh, online uh, or the way we buy gear in general is is all wrong. Here's why I think that. Um, I'll release earlier in the year, in 2022, uh, I released a lot of videos that were like, here's the five best whatever. Here's the top 10 whatever. Here's the best whatever's under $100, $300, that sort of thing. So it's all gear related, which is great. Those super fun. I'm going to do those again in 2023, com- complete them all brand new. Um, and I'm super excited about that. So that's going to be great to do. But um, what was interesting when I would release those is often I would, let's take interfaces, for example. Uh, the Play Audio 12 for my connectivity is my all-time favorite uh interface for live performance. Now it doesn't have preamps, so it's it's not great for recording, but for live performance, it's it's really good. Um, I'll do a, a video shooting out audio interfaces and almost every single time someone will comment and say, oh, I'm surprised you didn't consider the so-and-so. And that's great. That's really helpful because it shows me people are paying attention, people are thinking critically. Um, and so I, I like those comments. I really enjoy those comments. But every now and again, I'll get a comment from someone that will say, oh, it's interesting you didn't consider the so-and-so, um, um, considering that the preamps are blah, 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 pristine and floating bit and this point and that point. And as soon as you throw the word floating out in any audio conversation, you've lost me, right? I don't know the math behind how a wave works or how we get from here to there with audio. And so when people start throwing out um, uh, the, like the specs of an individual product, it's typically when my eyes kind of start to glaze over and gloss over. Um, and here's why. I think oftentimes when we're going to buy gear, we're looking at two different interfaces. We're looking at maybe, let's make it a fair comparison, a similar price point. And uh, we're looking at those interfaces. And, and we're not talking about specs that matter, like how many inputs it has, how many outputs it has. But we start to look at things like, oh, this signal, you know, noise to, to, um, I don't even know, I don't even know what that's called signal to noise ratio or whatever it is. We're looking at these little, little minute things and we're going, Oh, why in the world would you ever buy that interface when this one has, is, you know, has blah, 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 this better than that. I can't even tell you what it is because I I just don't even think about that sort of thing. In fact, I'm just going to go, let's, let's do this live on the fly. If you happen to be watching, uh, live on YouTube, you're going to see me do this. So I'm going to go over to Sweetwater here. I, I did not plan to do this, uh, but you know why not? It's, it's my show, so I can do what I want. So I'm going to go over here to the Sweetwater site. I like Personas. Personas, I got some good friends that work at Personas. So let's look at this interface. You need to go down here. When I'm talking about specs that that matter um, versus don't matter, like you know, how many interfaces does this have? or inputs and outputs does this have? I I obviously want to know that. Um, Onboard DSP customizes your signal. Okay, that's great to know. I can do some processing inside of it. Um, I I love what Personas does, but I don't much care if it has X, Max, L preamps. You know, I don't know exactly even what that means. I think somewhere down here. Okay, so tech specs. Here we go. This is where we really start to get into this. And maybe even Sweetwater doesn't have a lot of this. Now, I, I... probably do care what the A to D resolution can go up to. It can go up to 96K, 24-bit. This is a perfect example. So let's take this as an example, though. If I'm looking at this interface and someone's going, oh, well, why did you buy this PreSonus interface when the other one goes up to 64-bit at 96K? Who cares, man? Like, you're in your studio, you're recording. Do you really care that this gets to 96 and 64? And listen, I know people out there that know 
what these things mean are going to say, but will you not understand if you get this, then you can capture more and it's better, blah, 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 whatever. I, I, I think that's worth considering. And I don't want to knock on people that care about that stuff. Um, I think most of the people that care about that stuff are in a studio where they really are, are, you know, they're making money from their records and they need gear that performs at the highest level. But I think for most of us that are in a home studio, most of us like me that are set up here, uh, uh uh, and kind of a mobile rig setup thing. I don't care, you know, what resolution this goes up to. If I need to go to, uh, you know, what did it say again? If, if I need to get to 96 K, um, 24 bit, I don't care if it's 24 bit versus 64 bit or whatever bit it is. Um, I'm looking at price. I'm looking at, you know, the inputs, outputs, that sort of thing. So I think what I'm trying to say here, and I'll, I'll give you a couple pointers, uh, things that I have, um, that I consider when I'm buying gear that I think is maybe a little better approach. I think the wrong approach to buying gears is looking at gear and going, well, I can't buy this because it doesn't do 64 bit. I can't buy this because the preamps are blah, 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 blah. Um, I think that stuff matters, uh, way less than we think it does. Right. Uh, I just looking up here to see if I can find like a mic preamp is another example of, um, of, you know, something that, that has gear or specs that are kind of stupid that people pay attention to. Let's see if we can see here. Yeah. Just kind of similar thing listed here. 44148 K. Um, I think when you really dig into some of the, the stuff from, um, the companies that they put out, they go a little bit more, but like, you know, bit depth, I guess all these are 24 bit, but, um, comparing this this Behringer preamp to, you know, let's go to this warm preamp that was over here. Again, if you're just listening, I'm just scrolling through Sweetwater's site here just for fun. Um, going through here. Yeah, so not a whole lot of information. I mean, it's one XLR input, one quarter inch input, you know, which I is important for me to know. But for the people, and let me put it this way, I, I want to talk more to the folks that look at this page on Sweetwater and go, this isn't enough information. The tech specs that they have here are not enough for me. I need to know, you know, how does it blah, 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 all those tests that they run, that manufacturers run when they release gear. I don't think that's necessarily the, the right approach to take when it comes to buying gear. And I think there's some scenarios where that matters. You do want to make sure that the gear you buy is compatible with the other gear you have. I, I think that is important. But here's the truth about gear. Um, better preamps aren't going to help you write better songs, right? Uh, the more pristine, the cleaner your preamps are, they're not going to improve your songwriting. The only thing that's going to improve your songwriting is writing a lot of bad songs so that you can finally get to that good song. Um, I'm going to link in the show notes and in the description of this video. I talked to, uh, in this uh, the episode of Behind the Space Bar that I did for Nam live from the Nam show, where I talked about gear, kind of the truth about gear. Um, uh, which was an ironic thing to do at the name show, which is all about gear. But uh, I do think um, so many times we buy gear aspirationally thinking it's going to improve our songwriting when um, I don't think it necess necessarily is. Uh, I think buying gear just based on specs is not the the best approach to, to, to take. Now, um, let's get into the three points I have, three things I kind of consider, three encouragements maybe I have for you um, in this week's episode when it comes to buying gear. Number one, don't buy new gear just because it's new. 
Um, I really love this quote from Andy Anako. He's a commentator on MacBreak Weekly, which is one of my favorite uh, podcasts. It's a video podcast that I watch um, almost every week. If I if I miss an episode, I try to catch up. But Andy often says this. He says, you know, buy, and he's talking in the context of, of tech things like phones and computers and iPads. But he says, um, buy gear. Only buy new gear if it solves a problem or creates a new opportunity. Don't buy new gear just because it's new. I think there's scenarios where that makes sense. I think there's scenarios where if someone walks into a studio and they're considering they're considering hiring you to mix to record, maybe even mix and master their record. And they walk in and they see a computer sitting out on the table that's 10 years old. Uh, they may look at that and go, okay, the message that sends to me is this person's not really hip with the times, you know, and someone who says hip with the times is definitely not hip with the times, but uh, they may go, this person is not really um, uh, uh, living in the real world. They've got a computer that's way too old. It's way too slow. Now in reality, that computer probably functions just fine and is, is super fast. But uh, as opposed to you walk into a studio and you see someone has the brand new Mac studio and it's this shining piece of, of beauty and you go, okay, I can, I can trust this person. They've got enough money uh, to buy new gear, which they probably don't. They're, they're probably making payments on it, but they have the appearance that they have enough money and they've been successful to buy gear. I get it. There's times where buying brand new stuff just because it's new is a marketing message that you're sending to clients. But I think for most of us, we don't need to buy new gear just because it's new. We buy new gear if it solves a problem we have, creates a new opportunity for you. Let me go back to one of my favorite companies and one of my favorite interfaces, the iConnectivity Mio XM and Mio XL. These are MIDI interfaces that you can put on a network and create up to uh, 12 on the XM and 22 on the XL RTP connections. And so what that means is uh, MIDI connections over Ethernet uh, that you can connect between you know 12 to 22 computers to that interface. You can manage all your MIDI there, turn it around to five pin, turn it around to USB. Um, those are interfaces that 100% create new opportunities for people. In fact, when those interfaces came out um, a couple years ago now, I did a course uh, literally before they came out, I had two of the first interfaces in the U.S. before they were available, um, thanks to uh, my friends at iConnectivity and, and sending that my way. And uh, I'm doing the course, and I'm going, wait, there's there's not multiple USB ports on this. You know, why is that? They've they've mail they failed on this. They've messed up on this. Um, and as I'm looking at the gear, I realized it, it's not there's nothing wrong with it because it's missing two USB ports. The reason it doesn't have a second USB port is it's a whole new generation of gear. We're moving into a new kind of paradigm, if you will, where we have to think about this differently. And so I think people are starting to get that in particular with that gear. But I love that gear because it 100% creates a new opportunity for me. So number one, don't buy new gear just because it's new. Number two, and we kind of mentioned this before, don't buy just based on specs. Um, yes, Clean preamps matter and, and capturing a microphone without distortion does matter. But if you're looking at um, two pieces of gear and one is rated slightly higher um, and maybe it's $100 more, it's not probably worth $100. Um, I don't think you're going to hear the difference. If you're in your project studio in your bedroom, if you're on stage running tracks, you're not going to hear the difference. So don't buy just based on specs. That's that's something that does matter. There are specs that matter how many inputs, outputs you have. But at a certain point, it just becomes marketing speak that someone put into the 
the um, the spec list on on the site to try to sell more interfaces. I don't think that necessarily matters all the time. But number three, what I think does matter when it comes to buying gear, and this is going to be my kind of venture into uh, the the new agey side of things, is um, buy gear that delights you, that brings delight. It's kind of like the Marie Kondo thing, it sparks joy kind of thing. But there's just certain gear that every time I use it, I just go, man. I just, I love this thing. I, I love this piece of gear. Uh, this piece of kit is my friends across, across the pond are, are prone to saying, um, this has nothing to do with playback or audio, but for example, I'm looking at my, uh, black magic, uh, ATEM extreme eight input video switcher, hardware video switcher. I know most people that do video stuff and live streaming, um, uh, rely on software based things and VMix and, and, uh, OBS and that sort of stuff. But I love hardware-based solutions for uh, for live streaming and for video capture, and I just love my Blackmagic ATEM Extreme. It just delights me. The, the features it can do, the way the pads feel. Again, it sounds silly. It's kind of ridiculous, but it just delights me. Same thing with the Oakboard Mini. Uh, my buddy Jeff made that pedal, and uh, when he reached out and said, hey, I'm releasing this new line of pedals through my company, Oaktone, um, that piece of gear just delights me because it's just a simple uh, you know, not even foot controllers, just a simple little desktop tabletop controller, um, that as a playback tech is the perfect thing for me. In fact, the way I treat and view tracks is play stop next and previous. That's all I need in life. I don't need much more than that. And the Oakboard mini is just a, a, a perfect solution for that. So that's a piece of gear that delights me. Again, you could look at that and go, well, why in the world would you pay the money that you paid for the Oakboard Mini when you could get this controller, which has more buttons? Well, one, I don't need more buttons. And two, this gear delights me. It's well-made. It's simple. It's made in, in kind of the workflow and the mentality that, that I use and that I take. So why not, right? Now, if I was buying just on specs, I would buy something that has six buttons as opposed to four. Uh, the, the Mini does have six buttons. I would buy something that has eight buttons as opposed to six. Um, but I don't need that. I don't need that, and that piece of gear brings delight. Um, I, I put a link in the description here to a book, which I read it years and years ago, but it's uh, Enchantment by Ga uh, Guy Kawasaki. And uh, he was the former chief evangelist for Apple. And I believe he mentioned this in the book, but he talks about products that uh, provide enchantment that are not just like good products, but um, uh, really improve your life. And I kind of, he uses the word enchantment. I'm using the word delight, but um, delightful products. You know, I think that's something that we need more of in our lives. Uh, and, and we have so much gear. There's a proliferation of gear. Um, uh, there's so much available. There's so many audio interfaces available but I, that I think... Before we look even at specs, yes, let's get minimum outputs we need, minimum inputs we need. But beyond that, start thinking about what's something that sparks joy for you. Maybe that audio interface is is orange. Maybe that mini controller is is red instead of being just a black mini controller. There's no reason that you can't buy it just because it's red. That may seem in vain. That may seem silly. But if it brings you delight uh, and encourages you to make music more, then 100% go for it. And I think that's more important than buying a preamp and thinking that that preamp is going to help you write better songs because I promise you it will not. Um, that's all I got this week. Again, if you've uh, enjoyed this episode or you vehemently disagree with this episode, uh, leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. Um, let me know what you consider when you're buying new gear, uh, particularly if it's beyond just specs. 
Um, let me know what you uh, things you have in mind when you're looking at and considering new gear. Um, if you're listening to this as a playback tech, as a aspirational playback tech, someone running tracks with Ableton Live or someone who aspires to run tracks with Ableton Live, um, then I want to encourage you to head to from studio to stage.com slash free. I've got a, a large, large collection of free resources. In fact, I just updated our tracks template uh, that is now compatible with Live 9 intro and higher. So no matter what edition of Ableton Live you're using, intro, standard, or suite, or uh, what version 9, 10, 11, or 11.1, this template will work with that. So um, you'll find all that from studiosage.com slash free. And then finally, if you've enjoyed this episode, uh, share it with someone that you think would also enjoy it. Uh, Let them know about the podcast we release every Monday, 10 a.m. Central on YouTube, uh, on all the places you listen to podcasts, audio versions. Uh, And again, if you want to watch, you can watch uh, live on YouTube uh, during the premiere, 10 a.m. Central on uh, every single Monday. Um, But thank you guys so much for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, This is always fun. Every Monday, I love getting together and chatting about gear, about some Ableton Live topic, uh, either ranting or raving or doing kind of like a mini workshop thing. Super fun. Thanks for your support. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Take care, everybody. Bye.